Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Chance of Rain voice of your local announcer. And this is Tom Fitzmorris. With that, I am the announcer of the uh, ordinance. Wait a, wait a minute. Uh, well, anyhow, uh, it's the first hours of the food show. Uh, Marianne on the left how'd you get on the left you're a wingman i'm a i'm the wingman wing, no well yeah really, what does that mean is that that's true but you, anyway is I'm that the guy who man. goes to uh if you're in a fried chicken forget place it. and forget and it gets, yeah. yeah in your case yes that would be what it is yeah <laughs> it's you so know, much easier than trying to explain what sometimes it really is. i get the idea that the whole thing is just a big joke no you had a uh, only we, sometimes we you were get that idea? <laughs> well, uh, we were having lunch today, and you brought up we something were. that I thought was was hello pretty... everyone by the way. Go oh ahead. yeah, that's uh, Marianne, and uh, she is uh, the wingman. Go ahead. The wingman. Uh, if you we're say having so. lunch and what? Go ahead. Uh, you were talking about the possibility of uh, so a, a mutual. Uh, at least we know both of us know it that. Uh, that place in uh, Atlanta. Yeah, well, that was the subject that I was saying. You said, what are we going to do on the show today? And I said, well, there's two things that I want to do on the show today. One of them is to talk about chicken because we have, we get actually a surprising amount of comments about the show and such, uh, the show, the newsletter, um, through email. And um, I'm always interested in hearing what people have to say. And one of the things that someone said about, I don't know, a week ago maybe, about a post in nomenu.com was, it was about Desi Vega. Yeah. And um, Who's pretty good. I, who's I think he really is. Who's really good. Yeah, and, really And good. I was talking about how I had gone to Desi Vega for lunch and how much I loved it. But what I found interesting was that, my companion said something about chicken and we were informed that there is no chicken in the house at Desi Vega, which surprised me because usually you can get chicken just about any place, just about anywhere for anything. Yeah. And so the waitress was clear to mention that in the name Desi Vega steak and seafood, it follows that steaks and seafood. And I thought, okay, well that's fine. But I just thought it was odd that, you know, and I mentioned that in the piece. And then the person who wrote said, I was intrigued by you saying that there was no chicken at Desi Vega, which wouldn't make any difference to me because I never bothered to order chicken in a restaurant anymore because I find that it is stringy, it's tough, it's gamey, and it's just basically no fun. And so he never does it. And I thought that's that's a true statement because... Mm -hmm. I find that myself. I I always I do kind of hesitate to order chicken because it is those things as well. well. At this point, somebody uh, who is has not participated in the conversation yet, 
uh, will pop out of the rafters and say, well, there are exceptions to that. There I'm are sure certainly. There are. And then uh, went back into the weeds. And uh, that having brought that up, we can now probe on and uh, see what we can uh, find in the way well, that of was these. only one of the things. And the other thing yeah. was that um, I also had in mind, um, I've said this a few times on the radio. I talk about my sister's in law and um, one in particular who introduced me to pecan pie. I love your sisters, by the way. I do too. They're great. I mean, they're, they're, uh, they're, they're, they really have style all about them. And then uh, your. Your sister, uh, Christy, mm -hmm. I really like her because she uh, okayed me to you. So, okay. You know, <laughs> you know so I... I don't remember that, but anyway. I, I say, well, I, this is, thank you very much. Yeah. I mean, you, you couldn't possibly have done any... Well, people say Christy and uh, I look exactly alike. Well, you do. Yeah. I'm, yeah. A, I'm a, uh, a darker, younger version of her. Well, you know, you can't do anything about I that. I'm older. I love yeah. that when people guess that. Anyway, um... So the uh, the I, actually Any of now those. that you mention Christy, yeah, she is the one who introduced me to the restaurant that introduced me to goat <laughs> cheese. Goat cheese. Yeah, and I started thinking about these goat epiphanies. cheese epiphanies. Now, maybe most people did not live the restricted sort of background that I did where something like goat cheese would seem as exotic as puffer fish. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, maybe it, some it people had maybe some people had different kinds of backgrounds, but I remember talking to someone that I graduated from grade school with and we were talking about this girl that we knew who had passed away, but her her family background was so exotic. Like we, you know, we lived sort of a sheltered existence out there in Kenner. And, um, you know, we went to Catholic school and everything. And this one girl who now writes for the Dallas Morning News oh, yeah? uh, said, um, or, or the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, one of those. Anyway, she... Um, she was always, she was actually kind of my arch nemesis in, um, in grade school, but she was, um, talking about this third girl and saying that when she went to go play at her house, <laughs> they, she was just mesmerized at the kinds of food that they ate, like, like fish instead of Imagine. fish sticks. You know, like actual fish, <laughs> which, you know, which in my growing up, I had fish sticks, you know. Uh -huh. And so uh, so these this is like a, an epiphany for her. And and there are epiphanies like this happening all over culinarily speaking. I've had some dramatic ones because, like I said, I grew up in a very, uh, very sheltered environment of processed foods. But um, I remember when, uh, right after Jude was born, I went to visit my sister, Christy, in D.C., and she took me to, first of all, Ikea, which was a big discovery for me, but also um, a place called the Pleasant Peasant, Peasant, yeah, which is going to ring a bell with a lot of people because it was a nationwide chain. It looked like it was an old-fashioned that came uh, was uh, from 50 years ago or maybe even older than that. And it had that kind of antique style to it. That that's what I remember about it. Anyway, it, it wasn't... looked like someone's conservatory. Mm. It had black and white checkered floors and a lot of glass. It was two story. 
there was a casual space downstairs, which had a lot of pies in the glass. And then upstairs, it had a more formal dining room. There were plants everywhere, as was the custom back in the late 80s and early 90s. And uh, the Pleasant Peasant was uh, around in like the late 70s, 78, I think. And then it ended in the early 90s. And then the person went on to... Um, he took his money that he had sold the chain and took his money and did some wellness chain or something. But it's really funny because whoever bought it must have shut it down because it's nowhere to be found mm. now. But that was where I discovered goat cheese. Well, and it goat was cheese, traumatic for what? me to think of eating gullet you, goat it, cheese, yeah, but, but I don't know why. If you just take a little nibble of goat cheese, <laughs> it's delicious. It's you divine. love it right off of the course, bat, and, and nobody course. gives it a second thought. It's become thought. one of my favorite things. But yeah. anyway, I just was completely, I don't know, just, it, it was just a major trepidation to try a, a, a cheese made from an animal's milk other than... Yeah, and you know it's really sad because I still have kind of that same thing going with buffalo milk mozzarella. Mm -hmm. It's like a thing, but now I'm eating it. I mean, I do eat it. I do eat it, but it's just like I don't know about this. Anyway, um, so goat cheese. I I had this um, this great light bulb going off culinarily at the Pleasant Peasant, and the same thing happened. I've talked about this too. Um, when I was in college and I was sitting in a gigantic cavernous wood panel dining room at the Dell Hotel in San Diego. It's it's over 100 oh, years old. Is, we went there. Uh, yes. Was this the one where we went out? You have to get on a boat to go to get there? No. Well, no, you're, you're thinking about the fact that you have to cross a couple of bridges in San Diego. Oh. But anyway, it is. It is on an island. It's Coronado Island. And it is that very old, glamorous hotel that is still wood in the lobby. And uh, I was at a convention of uh, sports, intramural sports back then. And I was, again, (gasps) to see this kind of lettuce that was not iceberg. It was romaine. And I just, that image... I mean, I can picture it right now, sitting there and trying this romaine lettuce for the first time. So I figured that people, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but there are other people who get introduced to things that become, I won't say life-changing, but kind of life-changing culinarily. I mean, I love romaine lettuce, and I never had it before then. Yeah. And so I was just wondering if anyone else has any experiences like that where they remember exactly where they were they can put themselves right back there you know like um mm-hmm. the, the restaurant critic in ratatouille where he took the bite of <laughs> of the ratatouille and it was just a great visual you know where his eyes got really big and he went right back into his childhood so when you when you come upon something that made an impression on you the first time you had it do you ever have any experience like that? That was really a long intro into that. Well, no, but I, I, but it's something that I think people think I'm about. I'm sure they do. I'm sure people and, do have thoughts like and, that. And there are so many different foods that you could choose from to, to go down that road. Yeah. And, uh-huh. and uh, I think we could get a few of those. Well, I hope so. 260-6368. The one that, I, that comes to my mind. I'm sure you've had them. Oh, more than a few. Yeah. Uh, but the one that comes to my mind immediately because it took place at the at a time when I was still quite young mm-hmm. and uh, nothing like a study a studier of food and 
yes, of course. gourmet teas and all that. But anyway, um, the Bally High. The yes. Bally High, uh, I'm sure you your remember first it. Polynesian if you're, or fake Polynesian. If, if you're uh, anything over the age of um, 10, no. You mean right now? Yeah. You mean right now? Yeah. Well, you would have so to be like see. a baby well, boomer to be, I mean, because the Valley High has been yeah. gone since the 90s, been, right? Yeah, the 80s, right? Quite a while, yeah. Yeah, it's been, I would say what, that that ended around like early 80s, didn't it? Uh, it yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. We can find out some kind of way. Anybody uh, used to be a, a really good um customer of the Bally High. This was at the at Pontchartrain Beach, which if you don't know where that is, c- call me on another Pontchartrain time. Pontchartrain Beach and... ended by 1984, I think. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. But uh, they had all of these, uh, all these dishes that were made uh, using the recipes of uh, uh, the food out in the Pacific. Uh, well, and, it's probably all fake, but you know. Well, I, I can guarantee you that. Some flavors like pineapple juice. Because if <laughs> if you ask anybody who knows uh, uh, different strands of people who, yeah. uh, they will say, well, you know, there's no such thing of as that not. kind of. Of course uh, They not. just made it up. And who was that? Who was the guy? Uh, Trader. Trader. Vicks. Trader. Uh, Trader Vix. Trader Vix is right. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he was. I I met him once. I know you told me about yeah. that. And uh, anyway, he was. Uh, he was I liked good. Trader Vic's. I thought it was good. It was. It was uh, fake, of course, but it was good. Now, uh, the only problem was uh, there was. It was a prom, and it was very popular for doing proms. Right. Okay. And so I got back a phone to your call. Story, your, per, your personal story now. I, this is. Uh, no, so this I, not, is this the, the no, sad? No, 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 no. Thank you. This I got a. Um, actually, I was working at the junior achievement offices Mm -hmm. and there was a girl who came uh, up to the window where i dispensed the screws and the uh and the screwdrivers and all the other things that i i was in charge of that Mm -hmm. and she came over to the to the window and i said what you need and she said Wait a minute. And you. She, she ducked. That's basically <laughs> what it was. So there is in a, no in, way. In a very, in a very, very. Uh, clumsy way. A clumsy for everybody involved. Oh, gosh. And, uh, and first, before we did that, I figured, listen, I can't take you to your prom if I've never been out with you and I don't even know your name, really. And so we went to the Bally High the following weekend, and then we were ready to go when we got to the... Uh, uh, and I'll I tell shouldn't you, be guffawing as, in my chair, should I? As, <laughs> <laughs> but as, as uh, such things go for that people, kids of that age, and they, they were kids, uh-huh. uh, it, it is, uh, I, I, it, it's something I'll bet you a lot of people can talk up and say, yeah, yeah, I will, man, I, I remember that. Okay, when so, they finish guffawing, they'll call, 260. Yeah, Six three six eight is the number two six zero menu. We should take a break after that. We two sure things will. on the table on the buffet. Is it a buffet, Thomas? Our show no, a buffet uh, or a buffet? A buffet is what you get if you have a cheap CD. Yes, so we're a buffet. Uh, most of the time, there are exceptions for that. Of course. <laughs> Every now and then, we do do a buffet kind of show. Yeah. Okay, uh, maybe this is one of them. So two six zero six three six eight is the number. We're talking about chicken. Chicken. Do you shy away from ordering chicken because you find it tough, gamey, and stringy? As a call, not a caller, but a huh. a uh, an, an emailer did 
tell us that story. Mm. And also, do you have any food epiphanies where you just were gobsmacked mm. by something and it had changed your world, illuminated your senses, and, if we and don't, you were never the if same? If we don't catch you in the middle of this break, we're going to be thrown out. <laughs> so WWL 105.3 FM HD2. Yeah, here we come. Okay, since we don't have anything else to do, there are no callers, right, <laughs> Doug? Well, you never okay. know. Um, I want to go back and explore this thing about the prom. So you were invited to the prom. You know, a prom is a very stressful thing. I thought so. Yeah. Until I figured out what was going on, and then I. Yeah, talk to the mic. So, yeah. so I think that uh, I think that it was probably, you know, possible that you were invited to the prom, and did you go? Mm-hmm. You yes, did I did. You did. Yeah. Okay, and but you felt like you needed to know her better. Why did you feel that way? Because I mean, people were doing blind dates back then, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, it just seemed funny to me, and I said, you know what? A week before, why don't we go out and have dinner somewhere at the? How about, mm-hmm. in fact, at the Valley High? Well, you know, that has yeah. a lot of that has a lot of danger involved. Because what if you decided you didn't like him, then you're a week well, away from the prom, and it, then you're back to where you were. Oh, I knew who she was, because as I said, I was running the supplies depot. Of of junior uh-huh. achievement, and yeah. so everybody had to deal with me every week anyway. So uh, I was pretty well known. I see. Okay. Yeah. All right. So then you went to the prom mm-hmm. at the Valley High. Yeah. Okay. So you went to the Valley High twice, two weekends in a row. Mm-hmm. Well, there was one other thing here. Uh, this uh, lady had a couple of sisters, and uh, she thought it was kind of unfair that the sisters had dates and all of that. So anyway, so it was arranged to have her have a date, too. So it was just, uh, it was all, to, uh, honestly, on the same theme that we started with when we started this uh, 15 minutes ago or whatever it was, uh, it was uh, not so much a culinary thing as a uh, social thing. Right, sure. But, uh, but it was still very well, interesting. they always go together, yes. Okay. And, and so uh, it was, uh, I guess what we're asking people here on our little radio show is, have you ever uh, or or do you know about restaurants uh, or anything else, anything uh, that's hospitable like that, uh, that is a lot of fun and one that you uh, you had not uh, but you have explored. a particularly particular memory of. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny because I, as I said, grew up very culinarily deprived. So um, you would think that I would have just a plethora of experiences like that to report. But in fact, I can only remember those two. Hmm. Well, you know, it's kind of if you're shy at all, you uh, but somehow I can't envision <laughs> you as a shy. <laughs> In any way. I've been called a few things in my time, but I just don't think shy is ever one of them. I don't think so. Yeah. I'm trying to think of anything else that made an impression on me. I have the pecan pie, I have the romaine lettuce, and I have the goat cheese. And that's it in Mm. terms of things that just impressed me so much that they are permanently, you know, left an indelible mark on my brain. You know, uh, something that comes up uh, with me a lot when I start thinking about a long, long time ago, uh, one of them was when I was just in my teens, uh-huh. and uh, I worked at the Time Saver uh, on... On, on uh, fill in the blank. You yeah, worked well, at the Time a, Saver a, everywhere. A bunch of them, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they were just a couple of blocks away from the New Orleans ham... Wait a minute. It was the... A buck forty-nine pancake and steakhouse. Yeah. Uh huh. And I ate there all the time. 
and okay, that kind of registered itself as a real restaurant as opposed to all the other places uh-huh, which I did yeah. not consider to be real restaurants, even though they were clearly, yeah. you know, in a second rate. And and I guess what I'm asking here is, do you remember ever going to a restaurant or talking with somebody else about it and be told that, God, you know, this was really a lot of fun and we ought, ought to go another time and uh, that sort of thing. If you have um, any memories of that or if it ever even occurred to you, uh, call us and tell us about it. That's the idea of our program today. Uh, but we have one other little uh, item here, and that is if you have something else you want to talk about in the food realm and also the, the, the cooking and all the rest of it. Don't call us. We're talking about this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> call us. You're more than welcome about no matter what it is we're talking about. You can yes, of course. join, a, of join course. with us for this. Now, you know, I, I do have some other memories. that other I, as, memories. As I'm trying to shake them loose, I remember exactly where I was. The first time I tried McDonald's hamburger. That was only about 15 minutes, not even that, 15 minutes. And I remember where I was when I tried Kentucky Fried Chicken. Mm -hmm. Did you like it? Yes, I did like it, um, but I remember uh, that it was... It was actually on a really lengthy, it was a really lengthy story of a road trip that I was on with two of my brothers. Um, <clears throat> so I tried it in California, but um, I don't really have a lot of them. I just don't really have a lot of them. And that's well, kind of top, weird because I didn't have, go ahead, what? How do you top L.A. and California anyway if you're from New Orleans in, in some ways? Well, yeah, but anyway, uh, you know what I'm going to do also? No, tell me. Speaking of my childhood and my limited culinary world, um, all this talk about Oktoberfest has made me want to cook sauerkraut. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, <laughs> I won't make a lot of it, I promise. I, I have one, one bit of advice for you about What's that? What's that? If you're thinking about starting off with, uh, with the actual... Uh, Are you kidding me? If I'm making sauerkraut like my mother did, it starts with a can. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad you know that. Yes. Because taking the product that you would buy out off the shelf. No, no. That is, first of all, it has a good chance of blowing up in your kitchen. I'm not kidding. Mm-hmm. It, it ferments. No, and I. Then, yeah. <laughs> no. Yes. No, I mean, no, I wouldn't do that because, no, don't first of do all, I that. wouldn't even know where to go for that. I'm not even sure that you can get sauerkraut in a can anymore, but I'm guessing you do. I mean, I haven't looked for it in, in 30 years, yeah. you know. But my mom used to do um, some onion and those cheap pork ribs that came together. You know, you gotta, it's like not the good ones, the cheap ones. And she used to sear those in a that big kettle that we had for the whole family and then just pour sauerkraut in there and the pork would would cook and flavor the sauerkraut and fall apart and you would have just like this sauerkraut mess mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's about what and it then was, she would too. serve that over mashed potatoes which of course came out of a box too <laughs> yeah. we we had a few uh chefs most notably uh uh well the the guy who did the Middendorf's horse, the new one. Horse Pfeiffer, horse, yeah. Horse Pfeiffer. Uh-huh. And also uh, uh, the chef who, well, I'm, ran I'm, But I'm, also a very German kind of guy. 
and they liked all that. And I always ask them, do you do your own sauerkraut? Do you make your uh-huh. own sauerkraut? And what did they say? And they just shake their head and they said, I can do it. I know how to do uh-huh. it. But I will Wouldn't not waste that kind of time on that. It's interesting. That. I wonder how it is made. It blows up. I'm, I'm oh, not kidding. Well, I wouldn't want to do that, no. Um, I think that the sauerkraut that I've had anywhere is not as good as my mom's sauerkraut. Well, that's a home cooking kind of thing. Yeah. But anyway, I will, I'll probably get like one can of it and make it just for me because I am... I am thinking about it now that we've been talking about all of this Oktoberfest. Did anybody go to the Deutsches House over the weekend? Hmm. I was tempted to go, but I didn't. We didn't do I, that. I suspect there are a lot of people who went to that. That's what I'm saying. I bet you they did. Two six zero six three six eight is the number if you would like to talk about that. Or if you have a restaurant report. Or I cannot believe no one is either able to or willing to share similar uh, culinary epiphanies like the ones that we talked about. Mm -hmm. Unless I'm the only one that has them because, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I'm sure that there's a, there's a, a way that you're, I mean, I won't say this happens all the time. It actually very rarely happens. I mean, it almost never happens to me. But what does? Where your world is rocked by something. Oh, I see. You know, where where mm-hmm. everything before whatever it is was one way, and then everything after it was another way. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't really that doesn't that's not a that's not a common occurrence. And I've obviously a culinary world rocking registers rather low on the scale of things that could rock your world but um but i do have you know like i say those very vivid very vivid memories anybody got any of these you know every now and then <laughs> apparently not last week we were really really busy the whole week uh-huh but we uh, every now and then we'll bring up something, and I think, well, you know, that's pretty interesting, and and uh, we get nothing with it. But I'm telling you, we're getting nothing on this. But sauerkraut. It's okay. That's, that's it's all right. I, well, you know, we have plenty of stuff we can talk about all the time. I just don't want the show to slip into being a buffet. Oh no! Wait. Although there, you we know, we must there, keep it from that. There is a new buffet um, restaurant in the city. I haven't, <gasps> I haven't been to Where? it. Did you go? No, I oh, wouldn't hear about it. Uh, it's in the uh, La Pavillon Hotel. Yeah, well, that's uh, a, like the hotel buffet well, brunch. Well, that's where they mostly on are. Sundays, they're, yeah. They're, they, well, there's not that many of them. There's not very many. Which is and a disappointing even, development That was about the last one to still be around, but even they, uh, they, they had closed for quite a while, and now they are back. Uh, and I haven't been there yet, but I've heard of a couple of people who have called me on it. And uh, I've seen it, so it looks good, and that's a nice-looking place to begin with. Yes, it is. Well, there's not – I mean, you could – you have these buffets for holidays, but there, there are very few people that are doing buffets regularly, except like the mm-hmm. Lake House does one every Sunday, which mm-hmm. is yeah. really great, I think. Yeah. All right, that music means that – Doug would like us to take a break, so that is what we will do. 260-6368 is the number. You are listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. Welcome back. You are listening to The Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. Every day we try to come up with some theme that gets people to thinking about how do they eat. And listen, we are. this is not a program about healthy 
eating particularly. We're not a, a, a program about uh, really awful uh, food either, but uh, this is not the kind of thing that uh, you might be thinking when you hear your uh, different kinds of diets and is such. This a, is this a disclaimer to encourage yeah. people to call or listen? Or do anything. Mm-hmm. And we'd love to hear from you about this. And if you're looking for a place to go for this or that restaurant, or if you want to cook something at home, you don't really know how to do it, uh, just have a reminiscence of something that you had a long time ago. In, in fact, just about anything you could think of. And uh, we just right you're before we took desperate the, now, Tom. the just we were uh, about to um, uh, mention this, and then we were talking about something else. But uh, uh, the guy um, I was thinking about, who is German in New Orleans and is doing Oktoberfest and such, uh, Gunther Preuss is, but he's he's retired. Basically, he used to run. Oh, stars. he's German, but he's not doing Oktoberfest. Yes, no, correct. He's, yes. Uh, he's a great guy. You sound a little panicked, Tom. Like maybe me, you're me. worried that this is going to be one of those buffet shows oh, instead no, of a buffet. No, I, I'm never worried about that. You don't like buffet? You like buffet? No, I love buffets. I'm never worried about the show turning into a buffet. It's oh. only done that a couple of times. Yeah. Anyway, I find it. Well, I'm not really surprised that nobody wants to talk about the Valley High because we've talked about ourselves several times. And it was kind of a just like a mediocre fake Polynesian place mm-hmm. anyway and it's in the halcyon days of the Bally High that's what it was isn't that true the halcyon days of the Bally High do you know what that that word means yeah. uh, yes I do you do <laughs> wow I I had a good one there and then it's down the tube you know so now now since we've been on for about 30 minutes yeah. and have got no traction on anything that we've it's thrown Monday. out we're going to now go back to our usual when it's when the chips are down there's always the almanac. <laughs> <laughs> well, what is But actually our... there's something really good in the almanac, yeah? Tom, cuz okay. you, you know, I you know, sometimes when I read your almanacs, I miss the acerbic Tom. Me? Yeah. Acerbic? Yeah. Or acidic. It, it comes out it comes out in your almanac sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, and I and give I, us an example of this. Well, I'm just reading the Ritz Carlton thing mm, okay. uh, because today the Ritz Carlton Hotel in New Orleans opened in 2001. That's a long time ago. I, it doesn't seem like it's that long ago. Anyway, uh, we could talk a little bit about the old good old days of the Maison Blanche building, and we will. Mm-hmm. But the the point of this was about the hotel's restaurant. Mm-hmm. Don. Wait, Hello. somebody is on the phone. We have a phone call. Let's oh. take it for heaven's sake. Hi, Don. Hello. How are you guys? We're doing great. Welcome. Come on in. Good, good. So I did have two restaurant experiences uh, this weekend. <laughs> that, yeah. uh, what were they? I sort of, I sort of want to share. Um, I don't feel sorry for you, by the way. You don't feel sorry for I, I Well, you know, you, sometimes you have to take a chance. And you I, do. I took that you do. Chance. You know, I, I should I say where I went or of should course. I just go on first? No, of okay. course. Let me preface right, it so by we, saying last week I asked a question. Has anyone been to the Hippie Kitchen? Because I thought it was an odd name <clears> for a restaurant as I was driving down Jefferson Highway. And evidently there are a number of people who have been to the Hippie Kitchen because we heard from them. And then Don here had his interest peaked by the words hippie kitchen, and so he took it upon himself to visit over the weekend. 
This is the uh, point I did, where the did sitcom I... has some background music. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Okay, then and what actually, happened, Don? I, I was actually accompanied by my wife, and I took a couple of friends. That way we could, you know, see more <gasps> food, of course, and taste more food. You took friends because, to a restaurant that you had never visited before? Don't you know but, that's the first rule of the, of the food show? Yes. Wait a minute, really I even good. did that over the weekend. These are really good friends, and I mean, they okay. wanted to try it out as well. So right. it, it was a very comfortable thing. Okay. So th- the first thing that I can say about it that is positive, the menu is very large. If you can't find something that you think you're going to like there, I don't know where you're going to find it. Matter of fact, it's a very tiny restaurant. And I was trying to imagine where they could even prepare all of these things. But yes. uh, it, it, it's vast. So we started off with uh, the meat pies. So we just got two to split four ways just to try them out. Came to the table. They looked great, flaky, perfect. Disappointed when you opened them. Very dry, shredded pork. Uh, very little flavor. The best is it, thing is it there mostly the- a barbecue place? No, 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 no. no. He said it's a vast menu, so it's an everything place. It's everything from salads to pizzas to uh, burrito bowls to you name it, they've got it, to brunch. Okay. So that that was sort of disappointing, but they did have this homemade chili aioli that was served with it. That mm. I could have eaten on any – I could have eaten mm. that on anything. That, that was delicious. That does sound good. Mm-hmm. It was very good. So uh, one of our um, – guest is a vegetarian so well actually two of them are so he got the veggie burger said the veggie burger was just okay but they did have a smashed i'm sorry a guacamole on the veggie burger that he said was delicious Uh, someone else someone else got an eggplant lasagna uh it was too hard to even cut it was just it was it was undercooked it was the problem Mm. Mm. my Mine was mine was okay because it was well it was a sandwich a ham and cheese sandwich it was chassis ham, it was supposed they make all of their breads which are delicious the breads and mm. the pastries are delicious, and it was supposed to be on focaccia well clearly it was not focaccia, yeah. but but it was very it was very good. Don't worry, I'm not laughing at you. Go ahead. I, I understand, and and I hate to say that uh, it was chassis ham. So how can you possibly mess that up? So right, sure. that was okay. That was okay. So my wife opts to order a pizza. So she gets the barbecue chicken pizza, uh, which arrives, and it looks okay, except there's absolutely zero barbecue sauce on the barbecue pizza. It was not presented as it was described at all. So she says, look, can I get some barbecue sauce on the side? The staff is great. Very, very nice people. And so she runs in, and about five minutes later, she brings back this small packet, not packet, but a container uh, with barbecue sauce, like you'd get salad dressing in. And mm-hmm. so, um, okay, so we wrap the whole thing up. We get the bill. They actually charge us for the barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I said, okay, we ordered it. a Did barbecue. Did you say something? Uh, look, I, I just, no. I, I don't really think they would have cared, to be honest uh-huh. with you. I mean, uh-huh. it, it, it was a very free free-flowing restaurant, shall we say? Well, let's name Tippy so, Kitchen. What do you expect? I, I know. I should have, you know. But everybody, you know, a lot of people said great things about it. Look, maybe I just got the wrong things. It's a very large menu, uh, which it's very okay, I'm ambitious. I'm going to stop you right there and say something that I absolutely believe mm-hmm. to be. If I, if I was writing Tom's Almanac, I would say this is a deaf dining principle. If a menu is gigantic, mm-hmm. That, to me, is a really big red flag. 
Yeah, it sure is because right. uh, you it when a restaurant doesn't have the capability of, of really getting things out, it may be right. very impressive when they they are rolling it out. But what are you going to well, get? Well, good restaurants know not to try to do everything. I mean, yeah, if well, you go, if you talk to a good restaurateur, they'll tell you. You know, you shouldn't have a menu that's enormous, especially right. if you're beginning. Now, this is not a beginning restaurant, but uh, 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 to me, a big re- uh, a big <clears throat> menu is a sign of trouble ahead. Something like that. Well, yeah. you, you're correct. And, and you know, we, you, you know where we live. We live right on Julia. So Saturday night, we decide to uh, go over to, um, oh, help me, right around the corner, Merrill. Um, True Food Kitchen. No, Merrill. Merrill. We've been to Tree Food. Oh, okay. Okay. And we've we've been to Merrill dozens and dozens of times. Okay. uh, And everything's usually great. And this particular evening, they were slammed. I'll give Mm. them that. They were packed. But when the best thing that hits my table are the roasted Brussels sprouts, and Mm -hmm. I have to send everything else back. Oh, wow. other people are also sending other things. I just don't know what happened there. Merrill, Merrill, Tom. Merrill, Merrill. So I, you know, and this is an, this was another thing that I found odd. And correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, my wife and I were there. We did have a, a glass of wine, a cocktail, and I quietly called the manager over, and he he came back. He agreed. He said, "Look, I don't know what's happening. It's an off night. My apologies. I'll take care of everything." Oh, that was. Do nice. you know they? No, no, they brought me a bill for my cocktails. Well, that's fair. They brought enough. me. A, you think? Well, if they told you we're going to give you something, uh, you don't well, really he, exactly have control over what. No, no, going to I give. don't. I don't. But he knows we've been there through open table. He can see we've been there thirty times. I mean, we yeah, know everybody. Right. In, okay, well, we know the, everybody in the restaurant. Yeah. And mm-hmm. when somebody tells me, Mr. Clement, I'm so sorry. I'm going to take care of everything. I mean, because the evening was ruined. It was just. It was done. Mm-hmm. It was, uh-huh. it was finished. Well, right. So I don't know if something's happening there. I hope not. Every you know, every place has. You know what? We had a meal there in in July that was similar to that. So, well, I know the chef. Maybe something is happening there. What? Well, the chef the chef did move on. I don't know if he went to another Emerald restaurant. I can't remember Mm -hmm. the gentleman's name, but I know he's no longer there. Mm -hmm. And um, so maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting because you know what? When we had that piece in nomenu.com, we got an email from someone who said exactly. And that was so it's not only Mm -hmm. you and it's not only us, it's uh, other people are having an experience like that too. Yet the place is packed, so you know. Oh, it is. It's packed. But I'm I'm sure Emerald will uh, get that ship turned around and get it back on its right course. At least I hope he does. Well, maybe he doesn't need to if it's packed, you know? It sure is all the time. You're right. And it is. It is. It is wall to wall. All right, guys. That's all I've got. Well, nice talking to you. Thanks for driving in. Nice talking to you. Take care. Thank you for the report. It's the Food Show. This is Tom Fitzmorris. We talk about anything having to do with eating, drinking, restaurants, cooking, wine, the entire range of it. And we'd love to hear from you, 260-6368, Over the weekend, I went to uh, two different uh, airings. Oh, I'll tell you about this later. It's uh, the music and everything at the End Pass, the North Shore uh, Performing, Arts, Performing Society. Arts Society. I always have to stop and think. I wanted to go to Carmen, but I didn't feel like it enough. I wonder if anybody else went. 
Oh, it, I, I imagine that, that we had, uh, you know, the, the director on with us last week. Yeah, that's why I wanted to go. I hope yeah. I hope people that heard it went because it sounded like it was going to be good. Yeah. Yeah, those are always uh, something you, even if you've never been to an opera or any of that, you, you really ought to try it. It's it's too good to just ignore. Okay, I'm going to read you a little snippet of a acerbic, snippet. acerbic Tom. Acerbic PepsiCo, Tom. the maker of the perennial second-place cola, ceased to be the world's largest restaurant operator today in 1997. It spun off its restaurant unit, I didn't even know this, which included... Kentucky Fried Chicken, Pizza Hut, and Taco Bell into a new company Taco. now misnamed Yum Brands. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot about that one. Uh, yeah, that was that was a huge thing. They became a very, very large corporation. And it has over the years kind of Dan. Let's go to Dan. Dan, come on in. Welcome to the food show. Hi. Good. Um, Got two questions. I, I caught right. uh, several minutes back uh, the name of the hotel um, that y'all had mentioned that uh, was downtown area that was had been renovated or whatever the menu or something like that had changed. And where was that located? It, it's on uh, Poitras. What, what hotel are we talking about? It's the hotel. Uh, 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 excuse me. The. Um, it's on the corner of. Uh, uh, let's let's go back to the to Dan. What? Yeah. Give us a little more info. Um, it's one of the major Monteleon, yeah. or was was that the hotel? Well, Monteleon is I, I, is no, one, no. but it hasn't been renovated recently. Yeah, that's it's uh, no, the, it probably the, wasn't the that hotel one. on the corner of Poydras and O'Keefe. Are you talking about uh, Le Pavillon? Le Pavillon, right? Is that what you're talking yes. about? Yes, <clears throat> that was yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. They they stopped. Okay, they were about the only restaurant in town that was still doing a hotel style, uh, uh, up uh, what they were brunch a buffet brunch and, and uh, they were doing a buffet and everything and then they took the buffet away because everybody took away the buffet for a while it became okay. real unpopular with making profits is uh, the truth on that but. Uh, these guys, they decided to bring it back, and it's a good-looking hotel, always was, and they got back there and put yeah. together a big, pretty big um, a buffet. Uh, I haven't been to it yet, but I have a lot of information on it, and it's right across the street from where I go all the time. So The restaurant is called okay. Bazoo. Bazoo, is that, that's right. It, did you have a question about it, or have you gone, Dan? No, I just uh, I, I just turned the radio on in uh and I heard you mention I was doing something else, and I was going to jot it down. And uh, so now that I've learned that. Now, why is this? It. Because you like buffets? No, it's just something I wanted to try, you know. Well, it, I love I buffets. Tom is yeah, a real snob yeah. about buffets. <laughs> okay. He, he discourages and, them, but I like looking for compatriots. That's why I asked. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. And the... Uh, the final question is, uh, who in town, this may be difficult, uh, who in town would be uh, serving a really good, uh, like, grilled fish, you know, with crab meat on top or something like that? Mm -hmm. That's just really delicious. What, what, uh, that would be just about everyone. That, uh, that would be just about <laughs> everyone. 
but yeah. I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick right. out two of them that I think are sure. exceptionally good. One of them is the Pelican Club, and another one is Mr. Okay. B's. Mr. B's is really yeah. terrific. And if you want to go down the scale, yeah. down the scale a little bit, uh, if you were to go to the uh, the the five uh, Galatoire's has a great one. I'm talking about uh, Ralph uh, Ralph Brennan's uh, first restaurant over there. Brennan's. Uh, well, no, it's the. Um, where where are we talking? Are we talking about? It's on uh, Bourbon Street between. Oh, Canal. Redfish Grill. Redfish Grill, yeah. Redfish, Redfish Grill okay. does a really yeah. great job of it because they uh, they would roast everything. They they just. Yeah. Have, the dish you mentioned is almost ubiquitous in this town. And uh, pretty easy to find. A yeah. really, it's hard to go wrong if you put a piece of fish on a grill, and put some sure. butter and olive oil and crab meat. Bam, you got it. So yeah. that's not okay. that hard to find. Yeah, I, especially All in right. the French pick Quarter. Pick any, pick any good restaurant. It's probably on the menu. All right. All right. Appreciate it, y'all. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. See ya. It's the food show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. And uh, there's one other restaurant around there. Oh, uh, why am I thinking about not thinking about this? Two six zero six three six eight. We're gonna take a break at the top of the hour and be back to talk about a whole bunch of other things. And we haven't even we haven't even really had to get into the almanac too much. Not much. No, but we will. Uh, when we come back, and uh, if we don't get any calls, we definitely will. But let me just read, because I want to come back to this, but we will take up the uh, the rest of the, the couple of minutes that we have before the news. But before I do that, I want to say this. On Thursday night, I'm just thinking about it. On Thursday night at the Chateau Golf and Country Club in Kenner, there is a grazing event as Tom likes to call them. It's called the Ninth Annual Wine and Kenner Wine and Food Event. <clears throat> I realize that that's sort of a uh, an oxymoronic title, the Kenner Wine and Food Event. But uh, it's a nice place out there. It's probably going to be a lovely evening. It will be around the pool. There are about 30 great restaurants that are going to be providing food for this. And it's for a good cause. It's the Four Kids Foundation, which uses golf as a way to um, raise funds for children's charities. So it is this Thursday evening, the 10th of October, I believe it's 6.30, although I'm not sure. Tickets are $85 if you buy them online by going to www.chateaugcc.com. And then you have to pay, I think, $95 after that if you go to the door. But anyway, that is this Thursday night, the Kenner Wine and Food event. Also, let's talk about uh, New Orleans hamburger and seafood. Shall I do that? Sure. Why not? New Orleans hamburger and seafood, uh, it, it's all that its name lends up, that stands up to be. Uh, what they are doing is first using fish of always fresh quality, and they prepare it to order. And they have one other thing that they do that I don't see being done on most seafood places around town, and that is when they even have the tiniest idea that the oil in which the catfish or whatever is being fried, they see any of that at all. They take the old oil out immediately. We're talking about 
in a minute or two. And uh, out it comes, and then it's all replaced with fresh oil, and then back it goes. And what you get out of this is just a golden color, of a really nice flavor to it, and uh, none of that yicky stuff. Crispy from, uh, golden brown fried seafood. Exactly. That's what it does. It's exactly what you want. And, uh, and Hot, so steaming hot. This is just the seafood side of New Orleans hamburger and seafood. Uh, Great look, burgers, big burger menu. They have char-grilled oysters. They have local specialties, good sandwiches, great salads. And it's 10 locations around town. That's New Orleans hamburger and seafood. Go check it out. We're coming back with more of the food show after we check out the news here on 105.3 FM HD2 here on WWL Radio in New Orleans. Stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.